Hello, my name is Sandy Adamitis, the social media director for the Page International Screenwriting Awards, and your host for the Writer's Hangout, a podcast that celebrates the many stages of writing, from inspiration to the first draft, revising, getting a project made, and everything in between. We'll talk to the best and the brightest in the entertainment industry and create a space where you can hang out, learn from the pros, and have fun. And we're rolling. Hi, I'm Sandy Adamitis. Hi, I'm Terry. It begins with an S. Samson. And welcome to the Writer's Hangout. Terry, I had the worst day yesterday. I just want to tell you guys a little bit about it, and it'll make me feel better. Okay. I am now working on a television show, and I'm trying to set up Zoom for the writers. Or actually, I did set it up, and they just kicked us out. They just said, here's your money back. And Zoom you are, said, we're not interested in your we're business. We're not interested in your business of your big TV show. Good luck. Zoom. Mm-hmm. Zoom, putting it down. Put put the hammer down. And so it was up to me to get Zoom to let us back in. And I got to tell you, it's not easy to do. Well, you have to start by writing them, right? You can't just uh, call them, can you? Or well, Zoom I them. called. Okay, yeah, okay. No, I, yeah, I tried to Zoom, but they didn't pick up. <laughs> I called over and over and over. Long story short, it started at about 11 in the uh, morning, 11 Mm -hmm. a.m. And at 5.51, I think I texted you, problem solved. So it took that long. And I had acid in my stomach the whole time, (laughs) gurgling up into my throat. What's going on with you? Oh, you're traveling today, right? I am. Yep. What are you doing? We are doing something I invented called Cheap's Giving. What is cheap's giving? I am fascinated. You go one week before Thanksgiving and get a cheap flight, and then you you take people out for pizza, and before you eat the pizza, everybody thanks God for the year they had and that they're together eating pizza. Because eat. if you look in the the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all the other testaments, <laughs> they always men- mention pizza. pizza. But no, it's about being together. We traveled last year and had so much trouble at airport. Everybody left on Sunday, and that was hideous. Wow. It hadn't been for my wife, who put on a football uniform and forced her way through TSA like a linebacker. (laughs) I followed her holding the ball. No one touched me. Beautiful. And we made it back. When I first arrived in L.A., I'd met this woman. We were not even close friends. I met her in a class. And she happened to live by me. And she called me up and she said, I'm going home for Thanksgiving. Will you give me a ride to the airport on Wednesday? I'm so naive. I have no idea. It could have even been my first year out in California. And I'm like, oh, sure. And it was like in the evening after she got out of work, like, you know, like four or five o'clock late in the day. I got into the airport and I it took me days to get home. I did not realize what traffic is like at the airport the day before Thanksgiving. And you know what? I broke up that friendship. You it had. never even started. Yeah. I was angry. <laughs> you had to. That she put me in that position. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. No one, there isn't a court in the land that will uh, charge you with any with we should do an episode and get a judge and just bring up like <laughs> LA thinks am i in the wrong for right. asking a friend to drive me to the airport on a wednesday it would be immediate 
jail. Yeah. 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 I have been talking to a couple of friends that are, are coming in for Christmas and they don't know the L.A. thing. So this guy was a really good friend of mine, especially at college, and he was really good at organizing things and he always kept on top of things, which I don't have any of those skills per se. Mm-hmm. And so in talking to him, he acted like Los Angeles was a city that would respond to his planning. <laughs> I just, every time I got an email from him, I just started laughing. I go, he actually said, God bless him, Tom, you're out there. If you're listening, I'm just having some fun with this. You're the greatest. But was that he said, is there, maybe it would be simpler if we met for dinner at LAX before we left. I, I, it just, it's, it's all messed up. We, the, okay. Well... Let's get to today's show. Terry, we're going to talk about how to name your characters. Oh, great. Now, there are various tips out there on how to do this. And these are just a couple of my favorites of how to name your characters. As we know, character name is formatted in uppercase letters and indented 3.5 inches from the left margin. If you have final draft, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Before a character can speak, the writer inserts a character's name to let the readers know the character's dialogue follows. A character's name can be an actual name, John, or description, fat man, how rude, or an occupation, doctor. When you're writing for the first time in the description, uh, lovely Marianne walks into the room. Her name will be capped, and then in the rest of the script, it would be just like a regular name in a lower case. That is actually just for the actors and for the crew, and everybody just needs to be able to look at a script. It's a blueprint. There's right. a rhyme and reason to this all. So here are seven tips on how to come up with good character names in your screenplay. One, consider the time period. Great. When selecting a character name, consider historical context. A midwife from the turn of the century wouldn't be named Portia. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm so solidly sure of that. (laughs) One common mistake writers make when naming their characters is choosing a name that is currently popular. It needs to have been popular during the time period which the character was born. For instance, if your character is a man who grew up in South Boston during the 50s, he wouldn't be named Master Fabian, but Lefty, Maddie, Tommy. Can you think of any South Boston names? Irish. Yeah. With a Y. I can't, but you can. Those are good. <laughs> now there's always an s- exception to any of these rules. Does that make sense? Yes. My great-grandfather's name, he was born in the 1800s, Uberton. I've never heard that before. No. Went by Bert. Right. But there's a good example of that will not roll today. Exactly. I like that name, Uberton, yeah, though. Yeah, good. Use names that fit the world and or time period. Again, exceptions exist. If you're writing a sci-fi rom-com mashup, have at it. Have fun. You could probably mix old and new. Number two, try avoiding long names. When I read a script and I'm on the first, this is for the reader. When I read a script and on the first page is the name Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus (laughs) Sutherland, 
which is, by the way, Kiefer Sutherland's real name. No. My eyes roll into the back of my head. I'm just like, I can't just, my eyes can't scan that page after page, dialogue after dialogue. I know this is tough to get around in historical drama, but Louis George Maurice Hampton is too long for the reader. Use nicknames. You know, use it at first, then great nicknames. There's Indiana Jones, <laughs> Became Indy. How cool. Right. Would you love to be called Indy? Uh, sure. Okay. Number three, In Honor. This is one of my favorite ways. Oh, of course. If you're a fan of a character from a novel, film, play, or famous person, you can give your character who shares similarities the same name. For instance, my favorite comic is the late, great Bill Hicks. And I might name my struggling stand-up character, give him the first name Hicks or Mm -hmm. Bill. Yeah. In Bill Hicks' honor. In fact, my beloved cat was named Hicks. Great. Have you ever done that in your writing? I have not done that. Four, the meaning of the name. Buy a baby book or do a Google search. Find a name that matches the description of your character. Take the name Daniel, which is a biblical name defined as God is my judge in Hebrew. Daniel of the Old Testament is known for remaining loyal to the God of Israel, despite persecution and danger. According to the Bible, he was thrown into the lion's den for refusing to worship the king, but God protected Daniel, and he was not harmed by the lions. Did he try? Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, why not the kitty kitty thing? Yeah, the kitty kitty. Yeah, they love that. I could walk into a lion's den. They might eat you, but at first, they think you're neat. Yeah. The biblical Daniel was also a visionary with the power to interpret dreams. Cool. So you've got maybe a psychic in your uh, screenplay. Name him Daniel. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're foreshadowing the character a little bit with the use of their name. That is really smart. And I wish I did that. And I will from this point on. Great. Uh, I looked up our names. Okay. Terry, literal meaning power of the tribe. Wow. Wow. This name of British origin, which you are of British origin, exudes strength. This can't be true. With (laughs) the name is rooted in leadership. Terry's might even find themselves taking on a guiding role in life. While Terry is commonly used as a given name today, it can be also be used as an abbreviation of Terrence and Terrell. So you're just Terry. You're not short for anything. No, I'm short by for physical reasons only. <laughs> He's kidding, folks. He's regular sized. He's regular sized. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy is a general neutral name of Greek origin. This name is a diminutive of the names Alexandra and Sandra, which translates to man's defender. Wow. Yep. We've got high, lofty aspirations with our names. Yes. You have, yours sounds more dangerous than mine, so good luck. <laughs> it's good to research the meaning of your character's name in general. There may be something that inspires you or, on the other hand, conflicts with your message. Number five, I call this schmoopy. Oh, this is a... Play on Seinfeld. Right. Uh, it's common for people to, close to each other to use nicknames in terms of endearment, so don't forget that in your script. Also, parents don't call their kids by their full names. 
they use nicknames, right? All the time. What would be better that way than showing a distant mother who won't use a beloved nickname? In Seinfeld, <laughs> in season seven, episode six, The Soup Nazi, Jerry and Sheila have the unbearable nickname Schmoopy. <laughs> For each other and are always displaying extreme public acts of affection that make everyone around them uncomfortable. No, you're schmoopy. <laughs> you're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. We just lost <laughs> 500 people. Number six, say my name, say my name out loud. When you name a character in your script, it's important to take the time to say the name out loud. Sometimes screenwriters focus so much on the written words that they forget to test how they sound in real life. By saying your character's name out loud, you can better understand if the name works or not. You can also watch movies to see how characters' names are pronounced. I would like to suggest that anyone would like to make a comment in, in any of the social media posts. I'd like to know how many people read their script out loud. I do it continuously. I do it all the time. I almost have to because I'm afraid that what I've written, especially if it's supposed to be funny, if it sounds funny, that there's at least a way to say it to me that makes it funny. Okay. Number seven, Matthew, Mark, Peter, and Paul. This one burns me. The first letter of your character's name should always be different than every one of your other characters. Terry is stretching his arms. He loves this tip. And it, it, yes, it's such a good one. Yes, it's great. Plus, software-wise, you'll thank yourself that everybody gets their own letter. Yes. Or you're going to slow down the typing to almost... <laughs> Yeah, because you type in Final Draft, you type the first letter, and the character's name will pop in there, and you'll have to keep changing it. you got to keep, like, oh, i got to pick from the ends, and I have Nikki, Natasha, Nilly, which was a terrible idea, and Nicholas, and they're all going to show up, and I have to pick one. I don't want to, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Right. If there's a Lisa and a Lisette, I'm not reading it. (laughs) If you're writing the George Foreman biopic... You can ignore this hard and fast rule. All of a sudden, schmoopy sounds way better. (laughs) Sounds better. Foreman had 12 children, five sons and seven daughters. He named the five sons George Jr. Oh, that's right. So it was George Jr., George III, George IV, George V. They all had nicknames. Monk, Red, Big Wheel. I would have loved to hang out with Big Wheel. (laughs) Red, Little Joey. Little Joey? Why wasn't he called Little Joey? Excellent That doesn't make sense. On his website, I looked this up because I didn't remember George Fordman's son's name, just that they were all named George. And he says, I named all my sons George Edward Foreman, so they would always have something in common. I say to them, (laughs) if one of us goes up, then we all go up together. If one of us goes down, then we all go down together. Boy, that won't start any arguments. Really? What about blood tests and that kind of... That's You could just say we all have the same blood. The same bloodline in common is, is a close. good, it's, good base that you don't yeah, need to build yeah, off of. you don't of. need to have no. more of that. I was thinking of really fun character names. This one has got to be the best. Corilla DeVille. Right. 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Cruel, evil... Right. 
it's so clever, it works. I have a feeling there was some kind of either an internal fight with the writer himself or somebody else out in the spin who said, you can't, you know, nasty is just not a good enough <laughs> name. You've got to come up with something that's got some style. And you, why don't you start with cruel and work your way out of work that Work your way. way out of it. I <laughs> yeah. know. It's so good. It's great. Hannibal Lecter. Right. The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Can you do the father beans? Do you know that line? I can't do any. Chianti and father beans. <laughs> so yeah. like that. The dude. The dude's great. Big Lebowski. Yep. Ferris Bueller. Perfect name. Perfect name. Yep. Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Uh, you wonder why Wednesday. Blossom. From the TV yep. show Blossom. Right. Let me see if you can guess this one. No, wait. I can't do like a mean breathing. Darth Vader. That's emphysema. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that. I need a, a big, low, cool yeah. voice to go with that. I'll give you another hint for this one. Doi? Or doi? What's that? That's my S Homer Simpson. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did he do it? Do oh do that's it yeah I had it wrong. Maximus. Yeah, a more drippy version of uh, yeah. <laughs> which they should have used somehow. I did. Uh, Maximus. Okay. Yeah. Gladiator. Yep. Optimus Prime. Right. Transformers. Marty McFly. Yeah. Back to the Future. Vito Corleone. For a mobster, really nice name. So good. Yeah. Kaiser Sose keeps you guessing. Walter White. Yeah, great. Also known by the alias Heisenberg in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Brian uh, Cranston. And doesn't he even say in it, say my name? Doesn't he? Yeah. He kind of goes a little crazy there. Maybe he goes a lot of crazy. But yeah, I thought that was a di really cool thing to do because he's in transition. And that was like a snap in the transition when he went with that name. Yeah, You kind of went, uh oh, <laughs> this is not a good sign. What I loved about the writing in Breaking Bad is the writers wrote themselves into corners almost every episode, and they didn't give themselves the easy way out. Yeah. It's one of my pet peeves. Right. Yes, I don't want to watch 45 minutes of a bank heist and then have there be a back door that they escape from. <laughs> it's It just yeah. makes me mad. You'll probably have to help me pronounce this. Ingo... Ingo Montillo, Monta, uh, you killed my father, prepare to die. Oh, Inigo Montoya. Yes, you killed my father, <laughs> prepare to die. Brilliant. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Star Wars. It's, it, it, he was a big blob. Right. And yeah, there's just no way around that. Ron Burgundy Ron from Anchorman. Ron Burgundy, perfect. Perfection. Yeah. That scene where he thinks his dog is dead and he's in the phone booth <laughs> will just randomly play in my head out of nowhere. The audience was in hysterics and I was like, Ron. You actually fell for Ron there? I have, I have acted that way when a pet has died. So, I mean, I'm not kidding. So, yeah. but it, well. next classic Fonzie. Fonzie. Henry Winkler, Happy Days. John McClane in Die Hard. Right. That's a good, solid cop name, right? Absolutely. John McClane. Yes. Buffy Summers. 
Okay. It's another tip. Sometimes you go the opposite. She's a high school student, but she grew into a vampire killer. So it was fun to have kind of a light, fluffy, buffy name for her. That was, a, of course, a really great move. I yes. mean, nobody's really afraid of Buffy, generally. Correct. Ripley, one of my yeah. favorites. We have a friend. Mm-hmm. You and I. Uh, with the name Ripley, which I absolutely love from Alien. It's one of the best female hero names. Mystery. I was in Solvang with Kathy and Lisa, our friends, Kathy and Lisa. We go up every Christmas to Solvang. And one of the shops, the woman was saying to her daughter, you know, Ripley, come over here and look at this. So I was like, is she named after Ripley? <laughs> I was just like freaking out in the store. I was doing the girl voice and the, and the mom just kind of went, yes. And they moved away. <laughs> And it's like, come on. She didn't want to elaborate. You named your daughter Ripley. You probably get that question asked a lot. Give me a minute. Yeah, a minute. And, you know, you might want to work on a nice little tail, uh, just to tail that off from a little bit. Like, uh, uh, and since we've known her, she's killed over 25 aliens. (laughs) Something like that. That that would actually be really great to say, wouldn't it? And then you just walk away. Now that. It's Where is she? I'm gonna I'm gonna send that perfect. idea to her. And then it, the store was really small. And we kept passing each other, you know, <laughs> around the. I kept going. We'd be in the same aisles together. Oh, I'm the woman who made a big deal about. Yeah, your- that's that's <laughs> when you want that regeneratable uh, alien to pop out of your chest. <laughs> exactly. I just stepped outside and waited for the <laughs> for the rest. And so those are the names that I was thinking of. Do you have a favorite name like Atticus Finch? The best. Yeah, it's great. I love that name. <laughs> it's never off my mind. <laughs> Do you want to name the movie that's from? Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a very popular book. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the girl, to Kill a Mockingbird. Right, right? The, the woman only wrote two. <laughs> yes. Of course, audience, that's To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, it's great. Do you have a rhyme or reason for how you come up with your names? I start with somebody I know. Mm-hmm. And that person needs to have a vibe, if you will, that my character needs. One of my characters is the way my daughter acts. I mean, the things that I'm impressed by her, mm-hmm. and there are many. Yes. I borrowed those for my character, but I will not use her name in it. But I find a name just, you know, very similar that has the same kind of weight. Right. That's sort of how I end up doing it. Like, I do have an idea of who these people are. Like, for instance, in this one thing I wrote, I always pictured, when I'm writing this, I picture Stanley Tucci doing the part. Yes. So I've got a name that's sort of like Stanley. Another tip for writers, if you're writing a screenplay and you have an actor in mind, dump their photo and tap it up on your wall. When you can hear Stanley Tucci's voice reading the lines that you are writing. Yes. It's a happy place. Yeah. You, You keep writing more and more and more because you've got that voice in your head. And if another actor comes along and plays it, it's going to be fine. Right. No the, worries. Yeah. The only problem with it is that this character in my screenplay stops so often to eat Italian food. That was the only <laughs> issue. I said, please stick with the script, please. Once when I was on the Warner Brothers lot, I was driving over to the commissary and Stanley Tucci, he was just out, you know, sitting in his chair waiting for a scene or something. 
I never knew how handsome that man is. Oh, He's yeah. Really handsome. I mean, I never thought he was ugly. Classic look. He is yeah. so handsome. Yeah. And I'll tell you the thing I like. And by the way, if if you're out there and you haven't seen uh, the cooking show as Stanley tours Italy, I think it's actually it's available on CNN. Here's what I'm going to say about this. And I'm saying that this is sorely missing in our lives. Maybe this will inspire people to write um, films and TV pieces that follow this. There is so much joy coming out of Stanley Tucci as he travels around trying food and, and looking at Italy and stuff like that. I'm addicted to seeing him happy. And I need to find my Italian restaurant, whatever that might be. Yeah. Because he's so happy that I've been missing because we are inundated with problems. You know, the dinner party has kind of gone to the side, at least in my world, since the pandemic happened. Right. At least once, twice, three times a month, I was going to a dinner party, which it, kids, at some point, the clubs are too loud. <laughs> they just are. The drinks are too expensive. You get to this point in life where the dinner party is just perfect. Right. You can still say a few drunken, sloppy things by the exactly. evening. Exactly. So you don't miss that. You don't miss going to the women's room and spending a little too much time, too time there. In there. That's right. But you get a wonderful meal. And your friends, as you get a little older, you all have a little bit more money and... The dinner parties are lovely. Terry, did you learn anything new about how to name your characters? This is, I think, one of my favorite episodes. I am so happy. I know. There's so much information there. And you know what? If you find 10 little things like this that you incorporate in your scripts, it's going to be big. So thanks for this. Thank you. That's a wrap for the Writer's Hangout. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, and thrive. Till we get to hang out again. Keep writing. The world needs your stories. The Writer's Hangout is sponsored by the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Executive producer, Kristen O'Vern. Producers, Terry Sampson and Sandy Adamitis. Music by Ethan Stoller.